Are the Oklahoma City Thunder the model for the Utah Jazz rebuild and reload? And is it one that is replicable? Next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Today, we dig into the how the Thunder have built rebuilt into the number two team in the Western Conference and whether this is, are they done? And is this a model the Utah Jazz can follow? The offense is a problem without Lowry Markkinen and no Lowry Markkinen again tonight for the Jazz. Trends Monday is back. We'll look at those teams, the hottest teams in the last two weeks and 10 games around the NBA and how everyone's trending. As I mentioned, I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz. It's your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free. We are available on all podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. Free on all of them. Glad to be have you with us. Thanks for involved, being involved in the chat room and all that. And to the everydayers, you're the best. I appreciate you. All right. A few shout-outs to K-Fresh who sent me their Spotify wrapped. I'm super appreciative. And evidently you're in awesome shape because the only things other than NBA podcasts you listen to were weightlifting podcasts. Mind Pump, Raw Fitness Truth is your number one podcast. Dude, I want you in a dark alley. If I'm like, if I'm in trouble, I need you. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you tuning in. And thank you, K-Fresh, for sending me uh, your Spotify wrapped. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by, I think I got to get, I want to make sure I get this right. I think I got it right. Brought to you by Price Picks. Uh, Price Picks, uh, easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for your first deposit match up to $100. I want to share a funny one for all the everydayers and long timers out there. So I had a friend the other day who watched Locked on Jazz. Uh, for the first time ever, not a huge NBA fan. And they're like, what's up with the, but like, they just laughed at me. And I was like, oh yeah, like we're adding, like our audience is like 25% new every year, maybe even higher. And, uh, um, yeah. So the backstory of those, you don't know it is when we first did locked on jazz, which was like 2007, like 16 years ago, I had no production. I didn't know what we we're doing. It was called something else. Actually. And the joke was that I was my own production, my own sound, my own music. And so I did that. And I've done it for 16 straight years. And it has never stopped. All right. Let's get to the thunder. I'm just kind of laughing at, like, for those of you, we're all used to it, hopefully. And it just means there's a lot of new people every day who are like, what the hell is he doing? Uh, Are the thunder the model? So what has become very, very clear if you're trying to build an NBA franchise to be a championship team? Is and we'll talk. We talk about this a lot. You need a ten, top ten. You need a top twenty, and you need a top fifty. They might have it. Shea is unquestionably a top ten player in the NBA. He might be top five. He's incredible. Jalen Williams 
out of Santa Clara, second-year player, is outstanding. He's not consistent enough, but he's well on his way to being a top 50. And Chet Holmgren might be a top 20. They may have done it already. So let's look at how they've done it and then whether or not it's replicable. Similar to the Jazz, they traded two players, Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and then they lost a bunch. So there's three, two ways for these franchises like Oklahoma City and Utah to be able to build their franchise up. One is you make trades. We did Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And then you can trade your other pieces, but similar to the Thunder, like the Thunder, the Thunder actually end up getting like almost nothing for Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a 2027 first round pick from Denver at this point. They almost got nothing from him for him. We got a first round pick protected from Mike Conley and a bunch of pieces. Like that's the second round. Boyan didn't get us much other than space. So it's not that's similar. You got kind of your two key trades, your big dogs, and then you're not getting a lot out of these other pieces. You can fiddle around and they have, a, they have 10 more first round draft picks coming to them over time. So we have the Rudy trade. We have the Donovan trade. And then they tanked for three years. They went 21 and 50 which we have not done yet. Uh, So their first year of the rebuild, they went 21 and 50. Their second year, they went 24 and 58. So for two years, they were just awful. And we have not touched into that ground yet. We went through a pain-free year one. And then last year, they were 40 and 42. So they went through, and now this year, they're 14 and 7. I think all of us would take this. Like this has this they've done it about as well as it can be done. Um all right, and how'd they do it? So let's look at their tanking. Or their losing, whatever you want to call it. For the twenty two and fifty year, they got Josh Giddy, who honestly I don't think is gonna be a part of anything here. Um his inability to shoot. His inability to defend, irrelevant of the news around him recently, and certainly I'm sure that's impacting him greatly. He's not closing games for them anymore. He's in his third year shooting 42% and 30% from three. He's a fabulous ball mover, fabulous, gets to every spot he wants to on the floor, does a lot of things, doesn't compliment Shea, doesn't compliment Jalen Williams. Like, I don't think he's a part of this. So their very first pick of the losing I don't think it's going to turn out to be a part of it. It, It's just, it's too hard. He's 13 of 48 on catch and shoot threes, 27%. His pick and roll defense is, isolation defense is considerably worse than everybody else on the team. His isolation offense is dreadful. His pick and roll offense is dreadful. Like, I just don't see it. So I, I think Giddy ends up not being a part of this. Their second tank was Chet Holmgren. He sits out his first year due to injury, and right now he is terrific. He's defending the most shots of anyone in the NBA inside six feet. He's shooting fairly well from three, though he's cooled off a little bit. There's everything to believe he's going to be terrific. Um, he has 13 blocks in his last three games. He's challenging 10 shots inside six feet. He's holding people 10% below average as a rookie or a first-year player. And then last year, they go 40 and 42, and they got the 10th pick of the draft. They got Case and Wallace who 
It's turning out to be outstanding. I loved him. Uh, he's shooting lights out. So right now, we'll see what case, how Case and Walls fits. The fact is, truthfully, about these rebuilds, you need a top 10 if you're going to win it. You need a top 10, a top 20, and a top 50. And every other piece, I don't want to say it's interchangeable, but it's what fits those three personnel pieces. Like, you know, Danny, when he was in Boston, held on to Marcus Smart, held on to Kendrick Perkins for a really long time. He clearly believed those players complemented his 10, his 20, and his 50. And in Danny's championship team, the 10 was Garnett, the 20 was Paul Pierce, and the 50 was Ray Allen, maybe even a little better. One on their roster, two acquired via trade. Prior to, or post, you know, the build. His Boston, second Boston team, Jason Tatum's the 10. Jalen Brown's the 20, maybe. Probably not. That's probably why they haven't quite won the title yet. So, Shea is their key piece here. So, they got Shea in the Paul George trade. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was first-team All-NBA last year. I was talking to a longtime NBA coach this week. He said to me, the guy's first-team All-NBA and still underrated. He's that good. In his last, he scored over 30 in six of his last seven games. The last 15 games, he's shooting 57% and scoring 32 points a game. It's insane. So he's great. So that's the Paul George trade. Okay, so that's our Lowry marketing on the Donovan Mitchell trade. And the, the thing is that Lowry's a top 30 right now. And Shea's a top 5 or 10. That's a big difference. So can Lowry... Make the way. When Shea came to Oklahoma City, he wasn't that, but he's also 6'6", natural ball handler. There were He had shown signs. I think he was the 11th pick of the draft. Jalen Williams is their masterpiece. Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who got hot late in that draft, and Oklahoma City grabbed him and give Sam Presti the credit. This is what we need Danny Ainge to do at some point here was the 12th pick of the 2022 draft. He should have won Rookie of the Year last year. He's out of Santa Clara. I think he played three years at Santa Clara. And he was the best rookie last year. His second half of the season last year is the dream of what you want your rookie to be. I'd love to sit here and say that the second half of his season last year is what we would like to see out of Keontae, but I think it's noticeable that Jalen last year in the second half of the season was like an old 21, not a young 20. 6'5", 195, perfect body, and he just went bananas in the second half of the season. We would like to see Keontae have some sort of an uptick of that nature, but if you go from just, you know, not I can make it better, but let's just go February 1st. For Jalen Williams last year, his final 29 games of the year, he shoots 53% from the field, 42% from three, 87% scores 17 points a game. My goodness. 50, 40, 87. That's, I mean, Keontae's not doing that this year. Keontae, I don't think that's that kind of jump, but that is awesome. So they get Jalen Williams from the Paul George trade. All right, this is taking longer than I thought, so let's pause and build out 
where they are, what what their other pieces are here in a second, and then we'll talk about our offensive struggles. But it's an interesting model to look at, and you can see where the Jazz can piece it together, and I'll continue on that. We're just getting started, and we'll continue to have more of that for you. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. The Chevy lineup of cars and trucks, it's Americana. The Murdochs, it's 80-plus years in Utah with the no-regrets approach to making sure that you have an absolutely outstanding experience when you're at Murdoch Chevy. The Silverado and the Colorado are the truck line. The Silverado is the big poobah, absolutely unbelievable ride. Feels like you're sitting in a lazy boy chair, feeling like you're on top of the world, just killing it. And the Colorado is the zippy fun truck. The SUV lineup has become better and better. The Tahoe and the Suburban we know well, but now you've got the tracks, the Trailblazer, and the Blazer to go along with the Equinox. It's all over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. If you're going to go to grab a Chevy, Let's do it with Murdoch and email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com to get your VIP experience over at Murdoch Chevy. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for your first deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com slash locked on. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Just choose. More or less, tonight you got Monday Night Football you can get involved in, plus the Jazz game. You can do both because that's something that Prize Picks has made possible. All sorts of fun with that. They even have the reboot policy. So if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you have a read player who exits the game in the first half and does not return, the player's rebooted. So grab it. Prize Picks. It's America's largest daily fantasy sports platform. Easiest and most exciting way to play, DFS, and you can get involved tonight. Big lot, a ton of NBA games as well. You can do all NBA if you want to. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for your first deposit match. It is PrizePicks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. All right, this is taking a little longer than I thought. I thought I was going to be able to do that quickly. Okay, so 10, 20, and 50. They got their 10 in the Paul George trade. Can the Jazz replicate that? I, I don't know if Lowry can become a top 10 player. Like he just right now does not have the dribble skill set, isolation skill set to be able to do that. That's part of the rest of the season when I, the most important things is are when he gets healthy, can he do that? Number two, they, they got their top 20 player probably in Chet Holmgren by losing, by getting the number two pick of the draft. Okay, And their third piece is Jalen Williams, who they got as part of the Paul George trade. I think he's that good. I think he's great. I mean, what he did in the second half of the season, we were just talking about 17 points, 53% shooting, 42% from three, is incredible. And he was just incredible against the Warriors the other night. So when you start to look at, that's their three pieces. They may have their, as they as Ryland Stiles of Lockdown Thunder calls it, their OKC three already. And they got it out of the losing for the draft for Chet. The Paul George trade has yielded the other two. They actually have nothing to speak of at this moment for the Russell Westbrook trade. They got Chris Paul and they traded him for another pick. They, um, their 2021 pick, they got in the Russell Westbrook trade. They ended up trading to Houston for two picks. It became Alfred Shingun. And then I don't believe either of those two picks conveyed to them. So they actually got nothing. They have Houston's top 20 
Houston's 2024 first round pick, a pick swap in 2025 that's top 20 protected, and a 2026 first round pick from Houston. Houston's going to be about 500 from here on. For Paul George, they got Trey Mann, who is their 2021 pick. I don't think he'll be a part of it. Jalen Williams, Shea, they have a 2023 pick that end up back with Miami. They now have a 2024, 2025, and 2026. What's interesting to me about this that I think is important for the Jazz, to, from a, can the Jazz replicate it? Okay, the whole thing is getting Shea. That's why they're 14 and 7. He's like the MVP of the league right now. Or close. <clears throat> but what I do think is interesting is when we think about this, like so far the Jazz for the Gobert trade have Walker. Right? And Keontae George. And for the Donovan Mitchell trade, right now we have Ochai Abaji. And Lowry Markin. Okay? And then from tanking or losing, whatever way you want to call it, we have Taylor Hendricks. So that's our, like, pieces right now. And which, if you look at the comparable, Josh Giddy was the first pick for Oklahoma City. I don't think he's going to be a part of it. And that's actually going to be the key thing about all this, is the amount of guys that actually don't make it. Trey Mann, 2021 first-round pick, part of the Paul George trade. I don't think he makes it as a part of this. They have hit in their talent acquisition windows. And I think this is what you have to look at from a jazz standpoint of how long is it going to take us. So their talent acquisition windows, their first one was the trades. And that's where they got Shea and we got Lowry. We actually also got Walker and Abaji. So in our first acquisition window, we didn't get the top 10 player, but we might have gotten more players, right? Because we got Walker and Abaji, but we'll see. Maybe Abaji turns out like Trey Mann and Josh Giddy. Maybe Walker turns out like Trey Mann and Josh Giddy. Like, just because they're yours doesn't mean they have to be a part of it. But that was their first Fourier was the trades of 2021. That's their first acquisition window. Their second acquisition window was the draft of 2021. And that's where they got Josh Giddy, and they may have gotten a big, huge goose, and they did the trade, for, the Sangoon trade, and got none of those picks conveyed, and they got Trey Mann. They may have gotten a big, huge goose egg in their second transition window, and yet they're the model franchise. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Their 2022, there's is their next draft, and they get Chet Holmgren. They hit it. And they get Jalen Williams with the pick from the Paul George trade. Bam! They nailed it. They don't play free agency. They don't play trades other than little acquisitions, interchangeable pieces. <clears throat> Ryland Styles did a fun one today where he talked about a car, and then he had all the little pieces like some of these guys are the air conditioning, some of the automatic windows. But like the engine is Shea. And in the 2023 window, they've added Casey Wallace. We'll see. He might turn out to be really good. He'll probably replace Josh Giddy. And now we'll see what their next acquisition windows are. From the Jazz standpoint, in our very first acquisition window, we walked with Walker, Abaji, and Lowry which is when they walked with Shea. Their second acquisition window, we walked with Taylor, 
Keontae, and we'll see about Bryce. They draft, They left with Josh Giddy and Trey Mann. They may have zeroed on that one. Didn't feel like it for a while, but I think they might have. In 2012, or 2022, excuse me, they went down, had the second pick of the draft, got Chet Holmgren. Boy, could we ever love to get the second pick of the draft and get a Chet Holmgren this year. Comparable. And then they used the pick from the Paul George trade for Jalen Williams. That would be us using, in 2025, similar timetable, Minnesota or Cleveland's pick to get our Jalen Williams. And in 2023, they got Cason Wallace. We'll see. I like him. That will be us with pick swaps and the rest. Very similar. You got to find your 10, your 20, and your 50. They've done it really fast. And they did it all because the 2022 draft, they may have gotten two of their guys in their third acquisition window. We're really in our in our third this year, maybe our second. So I don't know if that tied together the way I wanted it to. My point is that they've done it. They may have their OKC, OK3, a 10, a 20, and a 50. It's the model. Can we replicate it? Maybe. Lowry's not Shea is going to be the first hurdle for us. But. If you look at when they acquired it in their acquisition windows, we're not behind. We got to find a Shea. We got to find a Chet. We got to find a Jalen. We probably have our 20 or our 30 in Lowry. We got to find these next guys. And Jalen and Chet are good early. Chet's in his first year. Jalen's in his second. Hard to win a lot, the whole thing, but they got their pieces. And again, they got him in their third acquisition window, which would really be our draft this year. It may take us one. That's incredible. It may take us to the fourth acquisition window, which would be when we suddenly are playing with Cleveland, Minnesota, and our picks and a better draft. But they did it. They got their first piece in the trade. And their next two pieces in the third acquisition window. And to some extent, this is what you're doing. You're trying to get three pieces out of all this. And then you just start playing with your air conditioning, your power windows, and your power seats, and your other pieces of the car. So that's why it's a model. Okay, offense is a real problem for us right now. And trends Monday as we continue here on Locked on Jazz coming up for you as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of Locked On. It is also the official, the largest sports book, most popular sports book in North America, which makes it convenient and easy for everyone to use. It's a great app. Works very, very easily. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your latest and best and get the $150 bonus bets. Big night of NBA on the docket for you. NFL as well tonight with Miami, which is super fun. Um, Or maybe that's 
later. No. Tonight, I think, is Packers-Giants. Packers are a six-point favorite. NBA tonight, huge docket of games. If you're just looking for your money line bet, the biggest line out there is Philadelphia is an 11.5-point favorite over Washington, and the Thunder have the biggest line of the night, a 12-point favorite over the Jazz, and the Bucks are 11.5 over the Bulls. And the Clippers are 13 over Portland. So there's some big lines tonight right there if you're trying to get your $150 of bonus bets. Don't bet against the Jazz. That's no fun. Then what are you rooting for? It's all over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks so much, Trink. Locked on your first listen of the day. I really, really, really appreciate you every day. All right. We're having a really hard time scoring. Um, Which, you know, without Lowry is probably not the biggest surprise in the world. But it's... Uh, last night, the other night against Clippers was a 104 offensive rating. League average is like a 112 right now, 113. <clears throat> We're 10 points below league average offensively. It's just impossible. To just super impossible. The league average, the best offense in the league right now is Indiana at 123. Golden State is now at 114 as the league average. We've been below 105 in five of our last seven games. So we really, really, really need Lowry out there. And it's taxing everyone else when Lowry's not out there and pushing them kind of beyond where they're comfortable. Um, And frankly, like Jordan just hasn't shown the consistency to be a primary night in and night out scorer. I, I also am just not sure that I'm not sure that's who he is. Like, I'm not sure that's actually I'm not sure that's a fair item. The problem really gets to be like, what do we run? Like, what do we do offensively? When Lowry's not on the floor, we're a 105.9 offense. So that's why we're below 105 in all these games. Which is in the 8th percentile of all offenses. So what can we do? Well, the first thing is that when we play with Lowry, we, we run off-ball screens. That's our the offense is predicated on spread out off ball screens, guys moving around. That becomes Simone Fontecchio. Like, I don't think that's really gonna be the answer, right? And Simone, since he started, is average shooting 37% and 33% from three. Because that's just too much. So the next answer for Will is to go back to a really heavy pick and roll game, which we did until the Clipper game. The Clipper game, we kind of bailed out of it. But here's the problem. If you look at the top 60 guards in the NBA that have run pick and roll this year, Keontae ranks 60th and Taylor ranks 58th. This isn't like that surprising. Like if you go look at who the other guys are, Shaden Sharp and Paulo Boncaro and... Killian Hayes and like young guards and Chris Paul, weirdly enough, are all in that group. So this is not like, oh my gosh, panic or anything like that. That's just kind of the reality is that one, Keontae's run like the 14th most pick and rolls of any guard in the NBA at this point, which is just a crazy number considering how young and inexperienced he is. And the fact that as we've talked about, he really has never played point guard in his entire life. He's run a lot of pick and roll. Let's not like Let's not like overplay this to the point where like he's a, you know, he was the primary scorer. Primary scorers run pick and roll. And he hasn't run the like thousand that Lucas run, but he is 
run about 500 so far this year. And of the top 60 pick and roll guards, I use 60 because it's two numbers. Like he's not particularly good at it yet. Right. Like, and nor are like most young players like that. That's kind of the reality of what my point is. So I wouldn't like, I'm not going to go panic. Keontae's got to show some signs by the end of the year of more offense efficiency, but yeah, like here's the bottom. The bottom seven guys in the NBA in pick and roll are Jalen Green, third year, Killian Hayes, Shaden Sharp, Paula Boncaro, Taylor Horton Tucker, Jeremy Sohan, <coughs> who's similar to Keontae and trying to learn how to play point guard, and Keontae George. And then the other two are Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul, who are just old, and Cade Cunningham, who's in his second year. Like, this is not, those are the lowest points per chance guards in the NBA. That's because that's, the reality. Now, the fact that Jalen Brunson and DeJounte Murray are next, like that should, in Terry Rozier, that, that should be concerning a few of those teams. But for us, it's that's just the reality. So, it's super hard for us to score right now. And I, I would say like some of the blowout losses I, I think just come down to like it. it's just you're banging your head against the wall time and time and time again right now. And frankly, you can run and execute and do all these things. It's not particularly like, there's not really any good answers. The other one that's interesting is we are super slow into action. We're the slowest team in the league in action. We actually have run as many, like, we're at seven and a half seconds before our first action, a little less. And that's the slowest in the league. But that, I think, is in relation to having Keontae as a point guard trying to make sure he gets set. And we're a little bit better the quicker we are, frankly. If we can get in, get into our actions, we're better. There's actually a funny fine line if you look at our data that basically says if we either get into an action or really slow it down, don't get caught in the middle. And that's kind of what Will Hardy's been trying to do with this team. But when we when we play over seven seconds, we're at 1.10, and when we play under seven seconds, we're at 1.1. So it's a little better if we're quicker. But if we're and if we're really quick, if we get into action in the first five to seven seconds, we're 1.15. And if we drop down, we get down to about 1.08. It gets a lot slower. And 1.08 in a half court is not great. It's kind of what we just talked about. So there is something where we just are so young, so inexperienced, trying to do things right, trying to be structured. It slows us down. That's hard. We end up playing with less of a shot clock. These things are really, like, I just have great sympathy toward it, I guess is what I'm saying. There's just, like, no Lowry, no, your primary offense player's not there. Jordan hasn't been back. The way you want to play is not available. You don't have the players to do it. You're now asking young guards to play pick and roll, which doesn't work in the NBA. And all of a sudden, your offense is really struggling. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's, I'm not sitting here thinking like, wow, Will Hardy's really doesn't have anything. To, like, no fault. Just learning. No fault. And I think that's, I think it's super hard. All right, let's do trends Monday. Um, We look at this in two different ways over the years. We looked at the top 10 games, and then we looked at the most top 10 overall and then we've looked at um kind of last two weeks so we, so micro trend and super micro trend is the number one team in the nba over the last 10 games is the oklahoma city thunder number two is minnesota number three is orlando this is done by net rating number four philadelphia number five the clippers really felt like the clippers had clicked in when we saw them Five teams struggling the most are Detroit, Utah, Washington, San Antonio, and Charlotte. Not huge surprises there. Memphis is turning around. Five best offenses. 
Over the last 10 games are Indiana, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is fifth best offense. Orlando, interestingly enough, where everyone's talking about their defense and this and that, has the sixth best offense over the last 10 games. They're eight and two. And Atlanta has the seventh best offense, but one of the worst defenses. Teams that can't score right now over the last 10, Detroit, Utah, Memphis, Portland, and San Antonio. Not. The separation is clear right now. Five best defenses in the NBA. Minnesota Lakers won themselves an NBA Cup. Clippers, Cavaliers have plugged back in, and the Thunder again. Rockets are the sixth best defense. Memphis is playing defense again. They're the seventh best. Five worst defenses in the NBA. Washington, Atlanta, Charlotte, Indiana, Detroit. We're at 21st. Okay? Let's look at more recent trends. Last two weeks, which has not been a lot of games with all the play-in tournament. We're going to all have to play a ton of games now. The number one team in the NBA is Brooklyn. Number two, Minnesota. Number three, Boston. Number four, Cleveland. Number five, the Lakers. Dallas is six. Bottom teams, Detroit, Utah, Atlanta, San Antonio, and Toronto. Interesting to see Toronto and Atlanta in there on the more micro trend. Best offenses, Boston. Indiana, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, New York. So OKC not there in the last two weeks. They're actually down to 19th offensively. uh, Off teams that are struggling to score the most, Detroit, Utah, Portland, Toronto, San Antonio. And Phoenix. Interesting. Phoenix having a hard time scoring. Number one off defenses in the last two weeks. Minnesota, Cleveland, Lakers, Memphis. Portland, surprise, and Brooklyn, and then teams that are not defending at all. Miami is last in the last two weeks. Charlotte, Atlanta, New Orleans, Washington, and Indiana. Those are your trends. That is Locked on Jazz. For those on YouTube, hope you enjoyed the Oklahoma Prairie Landis today. We will be back Wednesday against the Knicks. Tickets are available at utahjazz.com. Make sure you go to Jazz Plus to get the front row podcast with Holly Rowe, both Ryan Smith, Will Hardy. She actually added a Lowry Marketing episode now all available for you as well. Have a great day. Thank you very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz. We now send you to the first ever national 24-7 stream of Locked On Sports Today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you enjoy our programming on Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. If not, go grab it at Locked On Sports Today.